This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's tribe time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us this weekend as the Indians on this Labor Day weekend are in the midst of a nice homestand welcoming the Tampa Bay Rays this weekend and a solid win on Friday night, 3-0 over the Rays with Corey Kluber combining with Cody Allen and Brad Hand on the Indians' 14th shutout of the season. More on that in our weekend review shortly. But the big news late in last night's game and finalized shortly before midnight, which was the deadline to have a player on the roster to be eligible for postseason, the Indians acquired former American League Most Valuable player Josh Donaldson from the Toronto Blue Jays. In exchange for a player to be named later, the Indians also getting some cash considerations for Donaldson. He's now 32, and this year has been a struggle for him. A shoulder injury early, a calf injury, and that has kept him out most of the season. He's only played 36 games, and he has not played in the major leagues for quite some time. He just started a rehab assignment for the Blue Jays' Dunedin Ball Club last week, and he's only appeared in two games so far. So there's a lot of moving parts here, but if the Indians get the former MVP version of Josh Donaldson, you're looking back at that 2015 season when he hit 297, slugged 41 home runs, and drove in 123. Follow that up with seasons of 37 and 33 home runs, so certainly a threat in the middle of any lineup. And if he's healthy, he will certainly lengthen the Indians' lineup. Now, last night, shortly before midnight, Indians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, filled us in on exactly how the trade went down and what it means for the Tribe. Well, okay, as we announced uh, a little while ago, we've acquired Josh Donaldson and cash considerations from the Blue Jays in exchange for a player to be named later. Uh, We will complete the player to be named later on or before January 30th of 2019. So a little bit uh, with respect to Josh, um, obviously this is one of the most dynamic players in the game on both sides of the ball when he's healthy. And we think that there's an opportunity for him to um, get to a point this month where he'll be playing in games regularly and has a chance to impact us in the postseason. It was not an easy process to work 
complicated by Josh's health status this year and him now just working his, his way back to full health. Uh, we've had a chance to scout him and, and watch him play in games in Dunedin uh, over the course of this week and, and watch his work down there, and we're really encouraged by what we saw. But um, the current plan is to have Josh. He's on our 40-man roster today. He'll be active tomorrow. He'll tra travel here tomorrow. And then we'll work through what a plan will look like for him to, to help continue to build his vol volume and get him back to a point where he can play regularly and, and impact us. So he will when he's you know when he's ready to play regularly he'll he'll play third base. How will that impact the run? So we're still working through that. Um, obviously, this transaction happened very late at night, and so we have not had, yet had a chance to talk with Jose or uh, Kip. And those are conversations we'd like to have tomorrow before elaborating too much on that. So that was the big news off the field last night. Now we transition and take a look back at the week in review for the Indians and a good week it has been. Tuesday, after an off day Monday following a road trip, the Indians took on the Minnesota Twins with Carlos Carrasco on the mound, opposed by Twins right-hander Kyle Gibson. And it was the Indians getting the scoring started in the third inning, Jose Ramirez driving in the game's first run with a sacrifice fly, and then Edwin Encarnacion added one more. Gibson checks the runner. He comes to the plate, and it's swung on line to left center, a base hit. That'll score Brantley from second, 2-0 Tribe. Edwin Encarnacion with a two-out RBI single to left center, RBI number 88. And so the Indians get the clutch two-out hit, and they now lead this ballgame 2-0. Greg Allen drove in a run with a ground out in the fourth inning, and he was back at it in the sixth. Now the set, now the 0-1 pitch to Greg Allen. He grounds one on the right side toward first to get it is Forsyth. Spins kind of falling backwards, goes to second, gets the force there, but Kipnis scores. And again, the Indians just putting the ball in play, and they're able to get a run home on a fielder's choice RBI by Greg Allen. Then it was Ramirez with another clutch hit. And it's swung on, ripped to fairly deep left center back. Rosario reaches out, can't make the catch. Ball gets down, goes to the wall. Scoring is Allen. Lindor around third. He's coming home. And with a two-out double, Jose Ramirez. And it's a three-RBI night for Jose Ramirez. And his little slide has come to an end. And the Indians get another huge two-out hit. And Jose Ramirez has busted it wide open as the Indians have scored three and lead it six to nothing. And finishing up the scoring in the sixth inning, and on the mound, Carlos Carrasco was locked in from the get-go. Carrasco's ready, and the one-two offering. Swing and a miss. He went with the fastball up and away. And the third time tonight that Austin has gone down swinging. Only a ninth-inning home run for the Twins negated the shutout bid for the Tribe, but they win it by that 8-1 to final score for Carrasco, his 16th win of the season. Tough one on Wednesday as the Indians saw a late lead slip away, a 4-3 win for the Twins over the Tribe Wednesday night. But Thursday afternoon, the Indians right back at it with Mike Clevenger on the mound against Jake Odorizzi. And in the rubber match, both pitchers were sharp early. The game was scoreless until the fourth, when Encarnacion came up 
with Michael Brantley in scoring position. Here's Odorizzi's payoff pitch. Swung on, line to right. It gets down for a base hit. Rounding third, heading for home is Brantley. He will score. And Encarnacion comes through. The Tribe takes the lead, 1-0. Well, we saw that last night from Encarnacion. Going the other way, just getting a pitch that that demanded that he do that and not trying to do too much with it. And he drives in the run. Number 91 in the RBI category for Edwin Encarnacion. In the fifth, though, the Twins would turn things around. They grabbed the lead with a two-run home run from A. Ray Adrianza, maybe Clevenger's only mistake of the day. But in the sixth, the Indians responded. Two runners on and Yonder Alonso at the plate. Now the payoff pitch. Swung on, ground ball, base hit, left center. This will tie it up. Ramirez hits third. He's coming home. Stopping at second is Encarnacion. Good piece of opposite field hitting by Yonder Alonso. And so if you play that shift, you better hope like the Dickens, the hitter doesn't go the other way. That's a double play ball to the shortstop in a normal defensive alignment. And then it was Jason Kipnis and his newly adjusted swing with the biggest blow of the day. Buznitz taking a little extra time, nods in agreement with Garver, now fires. Swung on, hit pretty well. Deep right field, down the line it goes, toward the corner, oh, home run! He just got it over the nine foot wall in right. Jason Kipnis with a mammoth two out three run homer. I guarantee you that's one of Kip's biggest hits of the season. How is he some kind of hot? And this is a different looking lineup when Jason Kipnis is doing what he's been doing lately. And in the ninth, Brad Hand was on to finish things up. Here it comes. Strike three called on a backdoor slider. Ball game. And another unhappy Twins hitter leaves the batter's box. Brad Hand strikes out the side. He gives up a home run, but he has his 30th save between Cleveland and San Diego this year. It's number six for the Indians. So the final here today, the Cleveland Indians five, Minnesota three. So the Tribe was a 5-3 winner over the Twins, and then it was on to Friday for the Indians. A tight ball game against the Rays. Great pitching matchup. Corey Kluber, the Cy Young candidate and two-time Cy Young award winner already going for the Tribe against Tyler Glass now, a bright young arm for the Tampa Bay Rays. And, well, the pitcher's duel went deep into this one. Glasnow putting up zeros for Tampa Bay. Kluber doing the same for the Tribe. Kluber's back into his delivery, the 1-2 pitch. Swung on, hit pretty well to right, but right there is Cabrera as he reaches up right on the front edge of the warning track and pulls it down. Corey Kluber has been masterful again tonight. Finally in the seventh, the Indians broke through thanks to Edwin Encarnacion. Here's Edwin Encarnacion. He's lined out to left and center. He swings and drives one. Deep right center. This ball gone. Well, a third line drive from Edwin Encarnacion. This time the parrot said, let's take a ride. Number
number 29 for Edwin Encarnacion, and the Indians have a one-nothing lead. Encarnacion now one home run from his seventh consecutive year of 30 home runs. Nobody in the major leagues has done that that's still playing. And Edwin Encarnacion gives the Indians what might be the game's only run. Yonder Alonso fouls it off the foot as he hops around home plate, strike one. A line drive solo blast to right center for Edwin Encarnacion, and the Indians lead it one to nothing here in the seventh. The Indians tacked on two insurance runs in the eighth inning, and then in the ninth, it was Brad Hand to close things out. And the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a broken bat bouncer to first. Alonzo gloves, runs to the bag. Ball game! And the Indians get their 14th shutout of the year. What a performance tonight by Corey Kluber, Cody Allen, and then Brad Hand with a 1-2-3 ninth inning. And the Indians pitchers a dominant two-hit shutout in a 3-0 win. And Tampa Bay didn't have a base runner after the fourth inning. Well, we heard the big home run from Jason Kipnis on Thursday, and we had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week, and we'll hear that conversation when we return after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Well, for Jason Kipnis, this has been a frustrating season. He has been healthy, but he just hasn't been able to get on that good roll that we have seen in the past from the two-time All-Star second baseman for the Indians. But last Sunday, on an inside-the-park home run, turned out to be his 100th career home run in an Indians uniform so certainly a, a milestone day for him we caught up with him the next day and talked about reaching 100 home runs all with the Indians and what that means to him uh, well it's just fun it's a fun milestone to reach uh, uh, anyone who's lucky enough to get there there's a lot of guys who are have gotten there who are gonna get there and surpass that so um, uh, it's not big in the record books or anything like that but it's big to me personally and um, to do it with all the same team is the more you play for that team, the more you get to appreciate uh, what it means to be with that same franchise or organization the whole time and coming up on a thousand games for them. And that, that's something that's pretty special to me. And I, I've always wanted to play a thousand games at a certain position for an organization. I think that's when you, you you're, you're basically a, an era for that organization where you, you're, you're, you have a, a slate of years that for that long time was you. And um, that's pretty neat. That's what one player wants to do always. And looking back on it, when, when you first break in, uh, you may have those goals, and you mentioned some of those things that are, are pretty neat. But when do you feel like, hey, you know what, maybe I can do this because I'm starting to establish myself in the big leagues? I mean, it's it's a nice thought at the beginning. Then as you go on, you kind of almost forget about it because you're just so 
involved in the game and playing each time. So your middle years, you're you're not even thinking about it until um, those numbers actually start to pop up and come back around. Like, hey, you're approaching them. That's kind of when you start thinking about it again, and uh, it just brings a little smile to your face because you're like, I haven't thought about it in so long, and like, look, look where we are now, kind of. So it's fun. It's an inside the park home run. It is. Um, inside the park home runs, they, they don't come around every day. That's your second. At what point, when, when you see Mike Sarbaugh doing the windmill, oh no, or oh hey, this will be fun. <laughs> That's the perfect way to describe it, both, I think. Um, it's a, anyone who asks anyone, it's uh, inside the parker is a roller coaster of emotions, of highs, lows, ups, downs. You, you hit it, it's off the bat, you think it might be out, so you're, you're immediately thinking high. Then you see it stay in the park, you're thinking low. Then you think it kicks away, then you're thinking high. You're like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta go. Then you're getting to third and you're like, okay, usually this is probably where you get shut down. And so you're thinking low and then you see them wave you around and you're thinking high and it's just one adrenaline spike and um, you, you, you cross home play and it's just a fun feeling. It's something you get to laugh about and um, after you catch your breath, you get to laugh about it a little bit. I didn't get to enjoy it the way I wanted to, to jog around the bases, but I certainly made it eventful and a fun one to remember. I know it's a small sample size, but, but you had the good stretch in 16, especially in the postseason. Mm -hmm. Do you feel sometimes, are you getting to that time of the year where, hey, this is my time of year that, that I can shine? Is there any of that going on? Yeah, you want to be uh, picking up momentum going into October. Um, it hasn't been the best of years for me, but um, I think that can be easily forgotten with a good postseason. I think anyone knows that. They'll you go off in the postseason, people are going to remember those more than what your numbers were in the regular season. And um, that thought right there has kept me motivated and pushing me to, hey, stick with it, keep grinding. Um, all you got to do is hit the ground running once October comes. And um, all is not all is forgotten, but it's it's a good way to end on a high note. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And um, that's just something I'm pushing for. And hopefully, like I said, hit and stride when we the real games come. All right, Kibble. Well, congrats on the milestone home run. Thanks a lot for coming back. Thank you. Yeah, there's the thoughts of Jason Kipnis, and certainly Kipnis in the news now because of the acquisition of Josh Donaldson, and we'll find out more as the weekend develops, but it certainly appears as if Kip is headed to center field for the final month of the season to make room for Donaldson at third base, which would in turn shift Jose Ramirez to second. Well, the one thing we do know for sure is the Indians have solid starting pitching, and we'll check in with Mike Clevenger, who won his 10th game of the season earlier this week, when we return after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Strap yourselves in, folks. We're going to be here a while. The 1-0, a swing and a roller headed to short. Lindor can wait back on it. Garver doesn't run well. And Clevenger has given the Indians seven superb innings. He's made 95 pitches in the process. Boy, now you can turn it over to the bullpen if you so desire, if you're Terry Francona, because Clevenger has been terrific. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Indians in the midst of a nice three-team, nine-game homestand as Labor Day weekend finds the Indians at home 
They'll be here tonight, 7-10 first pitch against the Tampa Bay Rays. 4-10 tomorrow afternoon. Make a note of that. Unusual start time for a Sunday, but a 4-10 first pitch in deference to the Cleveland Air Show, which is in town just up the street at Burke Lakefront Airport. And then uh, Labor Day Monday, the Royals come in, and that's a 4-10 first pitch as well. 7-10 Tuesday night against the Royals, and the homestand concludes Wednesday afternoon at 1-10 against Kansas City. Well, the Indians have had strong starting pitching all season long. In fact, they are awfully close to overtaking the Houston Astros for the best starters ERA in the American League. Big reason why? Their fourth starter, if you want to put it that way, right now third starter with the injury to Trevor Bauer, Mike Clevenger, who threw another gem on a Thursday afternoon against the Twins. For Clevenger, it was his 10th win of the season, and we had a chance to catch up with him on Friday following that win over the Twins the day prior. And Clev says he's feeling better about his game as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling strong. I mean, that's kind of the trend that uh, I've tried to set the past few years, even my last couple ones in the minor leagues, was uh, having a strong second half. And uh, just trying to keep that going. It's going well so far. And what's the key to that? I mean, everyone talks about what they do in the offseason. Is that the biggest key when you put in those long hours and it seems like the season's a long way off? I mean, yeah, that's definitely definitely huge, makes a huge difference. But it's also just the what you're doing day to day in between to get back on the bump and what you're doing with your time that uh, whether it's recovery or working or lifting or, you know, getting whatever treatment it is, cold tub, hot tub, it's that, that's the stuff that pays dividends. I think every pitcher goes through some stretches where it, it doesn't come easy. And I know you had a couple of starts there in and around the All-Star break where you had some challenges command-wide. What's allowed you to, to get back to where you like to be in terms of your command of all your pitches? Oh, I mean, it's just uh, that's some mechanical adjustments. I was getting a little more extension, so we had to fight through that to get it back on track. But, I mean, that's just part of the process. I mean, it's you'll have 32 starts, and maybe eight of them you're actually feeling good. And then uh, there's probably a, 10 of them you're feeling awful, and then the rest of them are feeling pretty in between. So it's dealing with your bad days and how you do on your bad days and such a success on your good days. And when you look at, at this team as you go through it, you're such a key part of that rotation. And we mentioned you joining the, the double-figure win club. Um, I thought some interesting thoughts by you yesterday after the game about being a part of this rotation, earning trust of, of Terry Francona to go deep into games. And explain what you mean by that. Well, I mean, it's we got a pretty solid bullpen. And, uh, you know, if you want to stay out on the mound and go longer than five, especially when it's critical parts of the game, which we've seen, Especially later, I mean, the more and more we look into the statistics of the game, like how meaningful the sixth through the eighth inning is, and for him to have you out there in those innings after already logging five or seeing them for the third time, you're obviously doing something right, doing something right in this clubhouse. But, uh, I mean, you know, Klub and TB, Cookie, they all set the bar. I mean, they set the bar high before I got up here. And just, uh, you know, if you don't come close to that bar, you're going to be off that mound pretty quick. And you've been here for two really successful seasons team-wise as well as individually. Uh, what are your thoughts heading down the stretch here about this team, where it is, and what's kind of an odd year in terms of how big a lead they've had most of the year? Preparing for the playoffs, how prepared do you think this team will be? I mean, we're, we're going to be a hard team to beat. we got <laughs> we got uh, four guys with over 75 RBIs, and we got, you know, top-to-bottom role players that, you know, do the job and do the in-between. So we got the two of the best catchers in the game, in my opinion. I think you could even look at the statistics to see that. And we got a rotation that's, you know, next to the best, if not the best in baseball. So we're going to be a tough team to beat regardless. But uh, 
I know the lead's kind of maybe, maybe, I don't know, seem like we're getting stagnant or whatever, but, I mean, it's not. It's always a work. It's work in progress. It's basically just training to get to the playoffs. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. That's Mike Clevenger, Indian starting pitcher and a 10-game winner for the second straight season. Actually won a dozen games last year, but now in double figures once again with still a month to go in the campaign. Another pitcher who has rejoined the Indians off the disabled list is Josh Tomlin. The longest tenured Cleveland Indian on the current roster, Tomlin has had a roller coaster season where it's really been difficult for him to find that good, solid stuff that has allowed him to be a consistent fifth starter on this team the past couple of seasons. We had a chance to visit with Josh on Wednesday before the game against the Twins, and coming back from his time on the DL, things are, are starting to fall into place for him, and he feels like his stuff is indeed better. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the ball doesn't have that movement that I can see. It happens actually at the plate. So to me, the closer it happens to the plate, when you don't have overpowering stuff, the more chance you have of getting guys off the barrel. And, um, you know, kind of like in case the other day, I gave up two hard-hit balls, don't get me wrong, but there were some balls that kind of found the hole that weren't very hit very hard. So if I can kind of build off that and keep going forward and everything's trending in that same direction, I feel like I have a chance to help this team win ball games. And that's the main goal behind, you know, being on the deal for as long as I was, get right, get healthy first and then figure out what was kind of happening in my mechanics and why the ball run or lazy cut to it that really was just, you know, you can t- hitters could tell what it was, it was out of your hand. It wasn't looking like a fastball. So that they kind of told the whole story. So that's what we kind of worked on this past month and a half, two months. And I feel like it's kind of it put me in a better position to be competitive and to help this team win. And we were talking earlier, too, you, you try and get back to you were in a great spot in 16, had some good success, and, and last year, too, uh, but as you get older, is there a balance that you have to to find where you want to get back to where you were, but maybe understand that there might be some different things that you need to do because of age? Yeah, I think the anatomy of the body, the course of your life, uh, it's something that you can't control really. So the only thing you can control is try to get yourself in the best position to be at those norms as close as you possibly can. And um, you know, if I tried to go back to be the same person I was in 2010, my shoulder might not get to that. The range of motion might have been. A little bit different at that point than what it was now so you've got to kind of reinvent those norms and occasions and um, I feel like each each season kind of has its own characteristics of how you compete how you go about your business and how you get fatigued either you get sooner or later whatever the case may be and you have to try to nip that in the bud as quick as you can and and move forward and unfortunately for me I was having a hard time understanding what was going on and within my delivery so it was like kind of resetting the body a little bit figuring out what the body was doing and then applying that to what my delivery my mechanics were doing and trying to fix it so there's a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes that you're trying to fix but you also kind of understand too is you know a couple years older a couple more years of throwing under your belt it changes your body a little bit so you got to understand that as quick as you can and learn to compete and get better and get your new norms out of that season and compete with it and roll with it and do the best you can. Josh Tomlin joining us, longest tenured Cleveland Indian. And this group has been together for a while now, and it's been a a tremendous stretch, and they're hoping to put it together again here down the stretch. Knowing that how the game is for any team, there's changes every year. Do you think about that at all, that that this could be that last time where this whole group is together that you've come up through the system with and, and played so long with at the major league level? I didn't, but the closer it gets into the season, the closer it gets to the playoffs, I think about it more and more. And um, and in not a bad way. I mean, it's part of the game. It's part of the business, part of life. It's part of the whole thing. It happens. Uh, but 
you you understand that there's going to be a lot of the core group of guys that have been here for so long may not be together after this year. So you have that sense of urgency of let's go win together, let's go do this thing, let's be special together. And if we have to ride off in the sunset after this year, then that's that's what has to happen. And that's the way it goes. But if we can, whatever we can do to control having the best season forward and putting the best position, best team on the field for the team and for the fans and for uh, the front office and do the absolute best set of Winter World Series together. That's been our main goal since we've all been playing together and now we have a chance to do that with the complimentary pieces and the, the guys, the new core that's kind of becoming here. Um, it's it's fun to be a part of, but in the same right, it's, it, it, you understand the reality of it is you may not be back here and it's a sad to think about that about it that way, but I think this group that's been here knows we've done everything we can over the past eight years to, to put our best foot forward and left it all out there. So at the end of the day, we know what we've done to try to help this organization. I think we're all pretty proud of that. And, and with all that said, wh what has made it special to, to share this with, say, the Michael Brantley's, Cody Allen's, among others that, that have been here a while? It's You go through the bad times together to reap the benefits of the good times, right? So you, you, you go through all this bad. I, said, well, I shouldn't say bad. It was a fun season, don't get me wrong, but it were bad in the sense of you weren't winning. So you come to the ballpark, you battle through these games that you don't win, and then you finally get to the point where you do win, and you, to not see a ring out of it would be disappointing for us in the sense that we feel like we failed the organization, we failed ourselves, and um, so that's the, always kind of been the goal. But you know, I've seen Cody Kluber's, Brantley's, Yans, got every, all these guys. I've seen these kids, their, their kids grow up now. So it's like we have a family together, and uh, these are not just friends I've had in baseball. They're friends I've had in life, and I'm going to continue to have these friends after this is over with. So. Um, that to me would be something that, you know, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, and we're all sitting there having a beer talking about this. We can talk about the good times, the bad times, and what we accomplished out of it, and that'd be a World Series ring in a city that is, you know, craving a World Series trophy. I actually got one, and that was on our watch, and that'd be pretty fun to talk about. You've gone for about a month, month and a half or so. Uh, noticed any differences? And if so, what do you like going into this last month of the regular season that that has this team really clicking here down the stretch? I, I feel like we haven't played our best baseball yet, and, I, and that's, it's kind of hard to say because we have a division lead of you know however many games it is at this point. And, <clears throat> but you haven't seen us all click on the same cylinders yet. And, and as fun as that is to say, or as bad as that is to say, it's, it's actually kind of cool to think about because if we can all click at the right time, they all get hot at the right time, and roll into October, kind of what happened in 16, and <clears throat> ride that good high going in there, we have a really good chance of being a very, very special team, and I think we have already, we're already there, but this type of team gets on the right track going down the stretch run and gets hot at the right moments. We have a chance of doing very, very special things that I think a lot of people kind of write you off on because of that Astros and the Boston Red Sox of the world <clears throat> and we understand that and very good teams and respect them and what Oakland's doing but this team can kind of come together and and <clears throat> do the things that we're capable of doing it can be a very very special team and we're very aware of that well Josh great to see you back on the active roster and pitching again thanks a lot for coming by thanks Rosie I appreciate you having me Boy, one of the all-time good guys right there, Josh Tomlin. And uh, good to see him back with the team. Who knows what this final month of the year holds for him, but uh, certainly wants to be a part of it come postseason for the Tribe. Stay tuned. Our final segment is coming your way shortly as we conclude Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. 
Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic, is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word, oranges. Give it to us straight with the Progressive Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Don't forget, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Indians Radio is our Twitter address. Well, we conclude this week's show with the Coach's Corner. And in the Coach's Corner this week, Mike Sarbaugh, Indians third base coach and outstanding infield instructor. And that's one of the reasons we want to have, to have Mike on and talk with us about the progress that Yandy Diaz is making defensively. So much of the focus for Diaz is on his offense. And without question, it's been impressive in his limited major league time this season. But a big key for him moving forward is how will he fare defensively, both at third base, which has been the primary position for him, but also lately at first base. He's been getting a lot of work there. And Mike Sarbaugh says he's seen some good progress at both positions so far for Diaz. Well, you know, I think anytime you move to a new position, uh, there's always, you know, things you need to learn. Um, first, it's where, where to position yourself versus a left-handed hitter or right-handed hitter. Uh, those are all the things he's going through. You know, like last night, a pick in the dirt, you know, not to stretch too soon. Uh, let the ball travel a little bit so you can read that hop. Uh, so a lot of those things that, you know, since he's been here, we, we've been working on. And it's always nice to see uh, him make a play like that after the work he's put in. So, you know, he's coming along there. It's, it's, it's definitely new. You can see uh, when he does get in the game, sometimes he's not sure if he's in the right spot, which is to be expected. But, uh, you know, just so he continues to make those strides. And a nice long homestand here. And explain some of the differences in terms of getting work done when the team is at home as opposed to being on the road. How much can you do with him here as opposed to, to out on the road? Well, a lot of times here you know, we have a little bit more access to the field so we can uh, schedule around the batting practice and, and uh, have a little bit more time to get on the field. You know, like today, the day game, he's going to come out here in about a half hour, get some work in. Uh, part of it just because he hasn't been seen balls off the bat, you know, especially at third. So we're going to do some work there for him um, just to keep him moving in the right direction. Sometimes when you, you don't see that ball off the bat for a while, um, you know, it's always good to get out there and mix it in. So, you know, at home it's a little bit easier. So we just try to get as much done as we can while we're here. I know he played a lot of third base at Columbus this year, and you saw him in spring training, obviously. Has there been some improvement there from what you can see? And, and maybe he's at a level now where it might be small, but at least something? Well, I think the one thing, just watching him, I think his confidence is, is, is much better than we had seen previously. Um, it's hard for me to you know, say we haven't seen him really in a game at third just because Jose's been there since he's been here, uh, here at the big league level. But you know, just his work's been very good. Um, and, you know, you just want to see him continue to make those strides, see that confidence out there, and, you know, and I, I've been seeing that. Mike Sarbaugh joining us in the coach's corner, Indians third base coach, and we like to always uh, talk about career paths and, and how you got to where you were. And before pro ball, you played your college ball at Lamar in Beaumont, Texas. Yeah. And you come from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or Lancaster or Lancaster? Yeah, Lancaster. Lancaster. All right. How do you get to Beaumont, Texas, 
Lamar to play your college ball from Lancaster? Well, it's just funny how things work, uh, how they work out. Um, I was just planning on going to a small uh, Division three school close to home. Uh, and at the beginning of June, after my senior year, I went to a Pirates tryout camp. And, and the scout there saw me, liked what, it, what, you know, liked what he saw. So he had a, his buddy was the coach at Lamar and gave, me, gave uh, him my name. And next thing you know, a month later, I, I signed to go to Lamar. So yeah, it's just, you know, just by happenstance, I uh, just was able to get that opportunity and kind <laughs> of went from there. So you get to play there, but completely different part of the country. What was it like moving down to Texas for four years? Yeah, it was definitely. You know, I, I grew up in a smaller town, kind of close to the Amish country. So it was a, a lot of farm country, farm area, and, and go to Texas with, you know, oil rigs and, uh, and all that. And it just it was a different way of life, but really enjoyed it. Uh, it, was a, it was definitely a change, but something I really I, I took to. And college ball in Texas, was that the door opener to get you into pro ball, you think? Well, I think it definitely was. Uh, you know, getting the opportunity to play there, Division I, um, and uh, to be able to see that I could compete there, especially coming from, I went to a 2A school in high school, uh, and then get to go to, the, to Division I school and have that opportunity. And, you know, I always thought that there was a chance, but you never know what's going to happen. And luckily I was able to, you know, sign with the Brewers and, you know, I was able to play six years in the minor leagues, and it kind of turned into this career I'm in now. Right, it has worked out well for Mike Sarba. Sarbi, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rosie. That's Indians third base coach and infield instructor Mike Sarba. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Always great to have you with us talking baseball on the radio. We will join you next week. From north of the border, the Indians will be in Toronto next weekend taking on the Blue Jays, so we'll chat with you then. Until then... As always, special thanks go out to Brian Matze for his great work putting together our show each and every week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.